Hey guys, it's Brad. Welcome to Remote Software Genius. And we're live. Jack, hi, how are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, so I feel like it's going to be a cool chat today. I feel like I've, we haven't talked in a while and also you've been doing doing big things. Uh, and part of the reason why I want to have you on is because I feel like I talk to a lot of startup founders and leaders in Philly. Um, but I feel like you talk to way more. So probably have like way better stories and way better like grasp of kind of like culture and community. Um, you also have probably a different perspective being in Minnesota and me in Philly. I think both of us are not, you know, we're not in Silicon Valley. So we have our own kind of group, but like we should stick together, but also like, let's, let's kind of compare and contrast. Um, so thanks for coming. Uh, let's like, Let's, you want to take a minute, like introduce yourself, tell everybody what you do, pitch your own uh, much better uh, produced podcast too, please. Uh, well, I'm Jack Stark, and I am the community manager at Tech.MN, which is a community-focused media platform in Minnesota. And we have a podcast amongst some other forms of content, like articles and um, a couple other shows going on. And our podcast interviews people from across the tech and startup ecosystems in Minnesota. And so we do interview a lot of founders. We try to mix it up a little bit and, and get more of a diverse, more diverse guests. So we've had, you know, some junior developers on to get their point of view of what's mm -hmm. going on in the community, but also community builders and event organizers, which always have really great stories and um, have the best pulse on the community, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like those guys are struggling right now. I was really excited to go to some like conferences and stuff this year, um, but the, the virtual conferences just aren't the same. Google did a good one, TensorFlow back in March. That was actually a decent one, but it's, yeah. it's still not, not the same. Um, sad. We, we have one here called Enterprise Rising. And the idea is that Minnesota and the Midwest are not Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, we're not even the next Silicon Valley, but we are bigger than people think. And we excel at certain things that might not be as sexy as um, apps and social media, sure. but more so in enterprise software. And they're doing a virtual conference this year that it's kind of like The Sims, where you have a little avatar and you can walk around and you can sit down at the table with people and then you're automatically in a video call with them. So that's one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there, there could be. Do you need like, do you have a, a VR setup or do you need that? Or is it just like in a video, it's not VR, you're like playing The Sims. Like, okay, got yeah, it. yeah. That's, that could work out. I'll, I'll wait for your review on that one. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. And that's true. I, so before we get started, for real, like, do you, with the, let's talk current events, I feel like there's people are potentially in exodus, according to the New York Times out of New York, just listening to Joe Rogan earlier today, like, apparently there's exodus out of LA, San Francisco rents are way down. Um, do you feel like Minnesota is, is, is a destination. I know like Minnesota, Minneapolis has been on fire for the past couple months. Like are, are people coming to Minnesota? To, like what do you, do you think like overall would benefit? Tell, tell me a story about like 
Yeah, I mean, I always say that Minnesota has the worst PR agents. <laughs> um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. I know every community likes to say that about their group, but yeah. um, I, I think it's not on a lot of people's radar right now, especially from the coasts. Sure. Um, unless you're working in things like enterprise software um, or you're looking at maybe retail or um, a couple or healthcare. We have a really big yeah, medical. Like United Health and Best Buy and Target are all there. 3M, obviously, I don't know what they're doing, but they should be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, like, I'll, let me vouch for Minnesota for a minute. It was, it was a great place to live. I ended up moving just because my wife is from Philly. It's also a great place. But I feel like similar vibes in that I saw, a, I saw a person walking down the street from Philly the other day with this t-shirt that said, leave Philly alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> just leave us alone. But it's nice. In, a, in times of kind of like chaos, I feel like, I don't know, at least Philly has, has done okay. I think Minnesota didn't benefit from being the the high, the headline of like police nonsense. But I, I feel like hopefully you can if you fix that, you know, the the town is is still a great town and like the the scene is good and like the just the amenities of the area, the the nature. It's a, it's all it's all pretty cool. I remember there was a bike trail from my like flat in North Loop out to the burbs. I could yeah. take the craziness. So anyway, fun. Let's talk, let's talk about like companies and culture. I know that like each city your group has tries to form their own culture. Tell me what like talking to so many startup founders and like junior devs, event organizers and stuff like what's your what's your take on kind of the good and bad of of startup culture um particularly in, in Minnesota, um, and, and like maybe contrast it to what you see elsewhere, strengths, weaknesses, tell, tell me some, some stories or give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think we have, you know, part of it is similar to where you would find elsewhere around the country and maybe even the world where you have this startup culture um, that is forced. Um, people are trying to be like people in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. um, if you've watched the show, you, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but part of our podcast that has been really nice is we've talked to a lot of different people and at the end of every conversation we ask them the same question and it's not even about startups, it's not about tech. We ask them what do they love about Minnesota? Um, assuming they love Minnesota, I mean they're there so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it has been so insightful like it's been a little bit like ux research listening to all the different answers and what we found is that minnesota has what makes minnesota special is that there's a balance to it people here they work really hard but then they also take the time to be with their families to focus on their health and to be out in nature which is a big difference from other cities that you'll see um, around the nation um, so that balance can be found there, but also um, in celebrating wins, but also failures. We see the balance there. Um, and I think it just makes for a better life, yep. being a technologist or being somebody in startup. Um, there, there is like a little caveat to that, where that's a really great thing, but also I think it can um, set us back a little bit, where... Minnesotans are a little bit more risk 
adverse. And so you're not always getting the, the more. Like I always say, we want more, we want more. We want more accelerators. We want more angel investing. We want more funding coming in from outside of Minnesota. And I think the lack of people pursuing that more because they are so comfortable in that balance um, is the one thing that Minnesota needs to work on. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I'm so what I heard, what I, my like kind of economic thinking brain is telling me is like, okay, Minnesota is like not the cheapest place to live, but it's a pretty cheap place to live. Like it's, it's affordable. Um, it's beautiful. And like not having to have that, that foot all the way on the accelerator with your, your startup or your job or whatever, um, allows you to have like that kind of work-life balance in Minnesota. And that spills over into the, the startup culture, which is nice. Cause like people are easy going, easy to talk to and like, you know, going for that steady growth, but obnoxious when compared to the hard driving, I got to, you know, afford my $6,000 a month rent, you know, <laughs> coastal, you know, plus my office with the sushi chef and all that. Not that that stuff exists right now, but in a world where that exists, like those people are driving and maybe they are making the money or getting the funding, whether they're probably not revenue, probably closing funding to, to, to do that. I'm, I think that's tough. Like, how do you, how do you fix that? Like, I have an idea maybe, but like how, how do you fix that with not without just like becoming this this thing that you're not? That's a really good question. Okay. I think <laughs> I'm more of an observer, so I I don't know if I'm qualified to to say how to fix it. But sure. from what I've seen, I think we need more people involved. Um, you know, there are people that are are driving that more mentality, yeah. but it's the same people that are tapped for everything and they are exhausted and overwhelmed. And um, we just quite frankly need more people like those people to pick up the load and, and help Minnesota get to yeah. that point. So I, I think you're right. I think, I think it's too, you gotta separate into like what motivates people in general, right? And I kind of alluded to, maybe the only thing that's motiv motivating somebody is to pay their rent, but like there's other things like people, I think the best startups, and I'm sure you've seen this too, like the founders know a lot about the industries they're getting into, even if it's not about like maybe the exact tech, it's like, I know a ton about this industry. I'm going in to like make a product for myself and I'm super passionate about it. And that like that passion and desire to, to help others and the, the, the confidence I think is a, maybe something better than, oh, I just need to make a bunch of money because everything's expensive. And I can, I need to raise a bunch of money because I can, right? Like, so maybe you get that sustainable growth with the more, um, the more kind of like passion you drive. And the thing that I like try and talk about all the time is just like inclusiveness and this like can do attitude, right? It, you don't have to be, there's not this like chosen group that, that can make, you know, businesses that are tech related or whatever you want to call it. Like startup is just a word, right? Startup doesn't mean anything, right? And a lot of startups are like not even real businesses and not even real tech. So like it's, we're starting businesses um, to, to help other people to make money. And it, like the industries don't have to be, you know, Elon Musk brain interfaces, you know, like it, it could be, it could be anything like you, 
I don't know. You <laughs> like pick pick some random like 3M isn't that exciting. Like 3M's like you want to make a better sticky note or um, deliver packages better or I mean not even that label packages or help like education technology. Hello people, right? Like there were so few groups do, doing education technology before this the pandemic. Like. There's a, there's a ton to do out there. Anyway, I, I'm ranting. Does that, does that work? Does that make sense? <laughs> totally. And I think a lot of the founders here that, you know, they're risk adverse. So if they do take that risk, like they, they've got their heads down, they're working on the business. And if I had my way, like ideally all startups would have community engagement baked into their operational plans. So Yes, they can still be heads down, but they're also interacting with the greater community. If that makes sense. Tell tell me more. Tell, tell me more about what you mean by that, and like give me maybe a practical example. So I, I have a startup. I'm I'm starting my startup to help bean sorting factories in in Minneapolis. What do you want me to do? Yeah. So I guess what I mean by that is I see like two types of founders. Some are like heads down. Like I. I don't know that many people that know them. It's really hard to get their email address. They don't go to events. And then you have others that are online all the time. Like you've probably met them or you've been, you know somebody that knows them or you've talked to them. They go to all the events and they're just really engaged in the community, which is good for their business, but it's also good for the community. Um, so as, as for your business, I would say maybe create a function that is out there in the community while your head's down in the business, like the face of the community, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think just like getting the right channels too, because just listening to your story, like I've I've seen a lot of people who are very out there in the community, and I like consciously try not to be this person, like blowing up everybody's everything all the time. Like I know I do my little podcast, and it's very self-serving, but like some people are pretty obnoxious with their outreach, and I feel like for a group of maybe both businessmen or tech people who are more introverted than that than the average bear you might it's it's i think it's tough to go out to an event where just only the open mouths are getting fed you know and like, and you're I like, like oh, that. It's, it's it's tough so I, I think you have to also i don't know what what events or like forums have you seen where you do get those people who like you don't get room hogs or like the kind of salesman in disguise taking over the, the tech talk or, or something. Yeah, that That's a really good question. So to expand on the idea of like being on social media and events, um, also activities that give back to the community. A big issue in Minnesota is getting enough mentors for accelerator programs, for nonprofit organizations that serve young people, teaching them how to do tech. Um, for organizations that we have here like Ministar, which is an event series that um, does pitch demo days mm -hmm. for new tech, um, things like that. Like for us, we're hosting the Minnesota Startup Awards next month. And um, we had three people step up as judges and donate their time to um, judge, select all the finalists for for the awards and that's just such a big part of the community and everybody that was a finalist 
was so excited and, and it just it just one thing leads to another and brings good for the community so things like that yeah i i like that I, but i think in all those things you mentioned it's like it's not about your own business right yeah. so like you almost don't in all those venues whether you're like helping kids learn how to code or mentoring right the university of minnesota student who's an entrepreneurship major or something or like analyzing voting give like a mock election for other people's startups like none of those you even get to talk you can't talk about yourself right talk about other people right which i feel like is a cool thing to do and i think at least everybody should be able to get behind i think one of those i think i've i've tried i haven't, I haven't done the mock election thing but in terms of like the student stuff where it's like teaching kids to code or like working with high school and college students um as, as interns or, or or mentoring or whatever i think that stuff is super rewarding and i think people don't know how yeah, okay, you're trying to, Mr. Startup or Mrs. Startup person, you're, you're trying to figure out your, your company, but you still have a lot to give that you could tell a college student or a child who wants to learn, like learn, like get them fired up, right? Let them know that like, hey, hey, young boy or girl, you can, there's a whole world, like it's not just like actor, firefighter, <laughs> whatever, like if I want to sing, like, kids kids don't know anything about the actual professions that are out there in the world and that includes like kind of like college kids too you look at like the major breakdown like what are people majoring in what do they think jobs are out there you know so uh, i i like all those i think that's a good a, a good prototype for everybody yeah, and on your on your point that you don't get to talk about yourself that yeah that's true but like in the end it actually does help you because you're meeting all of these people and your business is becoming associated with these these good deeds and helping the community so for example we have somebody who built a platform um for like a job platform that um removes your identity so to prevent bias recruiting cool. and he also helps with a group called Minneapolis Junior Devs. And this is kind of like a, a almost like a meetup group, but it's for people who have just graduated from boot camps or college and are learning to navigate the tech scene in Minnesota. And like his name has almost become synonymous with that organization because he's devoted so much time to it. And so in the end, I think it does end up helping your brand as well. Oh, for sure. And I think it, it also probably helps in unexpected ways too. Like, so I'm, I, I think that's, that's great. And I think like, that's a good, a good way to kind of pull as many a wide tent, pull everybody in because you're always going to get the salespeople are always going to go to the sales events. Right? But like, how do you bring the non salespeople in? And I think like, that's, that's a good formula. Um, another, another one caveat, right. As, as a guy who like works internationally, I feel like, start local when you can but like i don't know i was I've, I've been off it for a month or so now but i was doing this code mentor thing and like there are kids from um and even like linkedin does some of this too like, like brazil or sweden or wherever I, I work with a bunch of ukrainian guys and like our junior devs like i love talking with them and working with them just like building them up like they're they're super hungry right they're uh, 
the, the university in Lviv is graduating so many computer science majors and they come in and they're like, they're fired up and it's like, it's fun to talk about them. And like, there's, there's always, there's also always something that's lost, right? You, you can read as much hacker news or whatever it is that you, that you want, but like something's going over somebody's head, right? And like talking in person and getting that one-on-one -on -one time, I think really, really does help people grow. So let, let's, let's move on. I feel like we have a good solution. Are you happy with that solution? I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, let's just like briefly chat just more. I don't want to do too many current events, but like topic of the day, remote work success. What, it, what, do, you, what do you do? What do you know? Um, <laughs> so Tech.mn is actually owned by a holding company called SureSwift Capital. And SureSwift buys bootstrapped B2B SaaS companies from mm -hmm. the world. Um, the founder, his name is Kevin. He's on the podcast with me. Um, he lives in Minnesota. So that's why we have Tech.mn. It's a little bit of an anomaly for the portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, but oftentimes we absorb the legacy teams and we run everything remotely. So we have about 70 plus people from around the world. Um, and it's always been that way. And myself, I've worked remotely for probably three or four years now. Um, so I've gotten used to it. It was difficult at first, but once you kind of get in a groove and understand yourself, um, it's, it's so much easier. Um, so for sure, with Capital, we use Slack. I think that's kind of our lifeline for remote work. Um, and then we have another, you know, other tool stacks, but um, they've really mastered culture remotely, which can be really different, difficult, especially internationally. I don't know if you found that at your company. Yeah, a, a little bit. It's, it's tough. Um, tell, tell me more and I'll tell you a story. Yeah. So I think one of the best things that they've done is they have a direct line channel in Slack to our founder, Kevin, and he posts every week just talking about the state of the business. They're very transparent. Um, he'll bring up things that are happening in the world, um, all over the world, because it is affecting people where like somebody who is in Oregon might not know what's happening in India right now. And so he shares that news so everybody is aware. And then he invites kind of an open forum for people to ask him questions. And I've actually learned more about my coworkers through that than anything. And it's been really fun to see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that too. I started on a contract a couple of months ago um, with Audigent, I'm sure they won't mind me mentioning them. They're they're great, they're fun, and they, they do a round like round table every Friday at 10 a.m. Um, Eastern, I think most people are in Eastern time zone. But anyway, it gets pretty intense and it's kind of cool. At first I was like, what are we talking about here? Like people are talking about their like near-death experiences and stuff like there's all sorts of crazy like motivational speeches and stuff like that. But people get weird, like we all just get weird. There's 40 of us, we get weird for an hour um, and then we just go. Um, and I feel like if that was every day, I would be like, oh my God. But once a week at the end of the week, I think it was really nice. And the other thing I, I feel like, I like Slack. I like, uh, especially like internationally, yeah, okay, fine. But I think you, you can no longer assume somebody's sitting at their desk, right? So you can't ping them like every five minutes with a question. So, or even 15 minutes, right? So. If, People's schedules are different. 
some people work well in the middle of the night or, or like I'm super early morning, love it. Some people, I think re remote work maybe made a lot more people if more efficient, but there's a ton of people with kids and like childcare is a nightmare right now. So like not being at their desk doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, aren't working and need to be fired or something, but like in order to be respectful, I think the, the people that I like working with message in like very short bursts, like let's go back and forth for very short bursts, right? Or let's just schedule a call. Um, otherwise it's not chat at all, but like, don't, don't hit me 10 times in the day, organize yourself first. And then let's like kind of batch communicate, um, which I think if you do well, gives everybody some like downtime to like really program or like do a podcast or whatever, whatever you gotta do. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's fun. Do you think, how, what percent of the world do you think goes back to the office? If before, if let's say pre pandemic, maybe 5% of people were remote. Now let's say, but people who can be remote, 5% of people who can be remote are remote. Now let's say there was a period of time where 100% of people who could be remote were remote and now maybe it's 80 already, right? 80%. What's the sticky number? Like where does it go back, all the way back to 5% remote or where do you think it goes? I would split it right down the middle. You think like 50% um, of the people who can be remote go remote? Um, yeah, I think more people will go back than I originally thought. Yeah. Just like from talking, you know, I've already seen a lot of people going back to WeWork. Um, we, office out of, we have an office out of WeWork as well that we can go into. And so I think people are just missing that human connection and they're a little bit like video conference fatigued. <laughs> yeah. I just miss the amenities at WeWork. I, uh, I'm still paying <laughs> WeWork, but I want those little, like they have the little like you spill the ketchup on your shirt. They have little like Tide pen type things. They're actually like shout wipes in the in the bathroom. Like my house isn't stocked with all these goodies, you know, and like the cold brew and the latte machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like just like take me to the an airport lounge. Ooh, an airport lounge. Like <laughs> just like I'll get the Delta card. You can just I'll go. I'll go just to go to the lounge. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I, I, I miss. Other than that, other than those amenities like unlimited San Pellegrino or something, I'm I'm generally okay at home. But it's, <laughs> I, I think I think you're I think that's good though. I think WeWork business model might be validated by all this. Maybe at the end of the day, I mean, who knows? WeWork's a special case. Yeah. But um, I think an interesting thing is we once COVID hit and people started working from home, we noticed a pretty big dip in our podcast downloads because people weren't commuting yeah. anymore and in the last month it started going back up again so i think more and more people are going into work or going um to co-working spaces or like open air meetings yeah so that's, that's we'll yeah I've, I've never been a commuter really people except my biking days in minnesota but i've like i sometimes just find reasons to commute like I'll, i might go to costco just to drive to costco yeah <laughs> maybe that's what's happening to you anyway this was fun um i feel like we we solved some stuff i mean like i i like to put a bow on it like i like the idea of it's your responsibility in this group right if you're going to be in this like entrepreneurial entrepreneurial startup group like take somebody with you you know like big somebody else up right and i think if you do that i feel like the the your local, but also like international community can grow and it'll, I think probably ultimately help you. I, I, I've, I don't 
people are generally pretty grateful and like uh, people also the the kind of givers of the of their time and knowledge also i think generally underestimate the the benefits of uh, of helping others so I, I think that's a good message and uh, it was a fun chat so um thank you so much for coming on and we'll we'll talk to you soon okay absolutely thank you for having me that's it for today we'll see you guys next week feel free to send us a voice message an email or a linkedin message you can see all the links in the show notes. Have a great week.